You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Malik Willis Mania. We'll recap all the hype on Willis at the Reese's Senior Bowl, and I'll give you some inside info on the QB1. Plus, men's and women's basketball find success on the road. What are the key pieces for each team? We'll tell you. Let's get it going. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. So much to break down, you know, from behind the scenes in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. We weren't there for the actual game, but just leading up is like when all the hoorah is with all the NFL scouts and and teams that are there doing the interviews. And then, of course, all of the national media pretty much seen Malik Willis play live for the first time, you know, and there's a big difference watching film on a guy and then when you see him live. So it was just so exciting to be there and like listen to ever all the chatter on him. I know that you guys saw all the buzz around oh my social gosh, media. For sure. It's just crazy. It was it was incredible. And and it made me think back to remember a few weeks ago we had his quarterback coach Sean McAvoy on our show here on the podcast. Go listen to that if you haven't. But he said at the time, like the buzz is already bigger than I expected. And I thought it would once we got to the Senior Bowl, that's when he would really explode. That's when you'd really start to hear the noise about how good he is. Well, he was absolutely right in that yeah. because like it did not take long for all the national media types to see him in person. And like we'd mentioned, physically, when you see him, you're like, whoa. And then you see the ball come out of his hand. And they had some of those crazy numbers that they tracked about like, Ball speed to oh, like yeah. 75 that, miles yeah. an hour. Like, I don't like that average that, speed. Right. Area, that's yeah. ridiculous. So like all of these things and, and it's yeah, it's no surprise. People just fell in love with them. And and then you hear him speak and you see the way he handled the media. And I mean, how could you not like the guy? They, it, they, they loved him. They loved everything about him. And it couldn't have gone better for him here this past week. Yeah, I want to talk about that real quick before I get to one of the NFL teams that I talked with about some inside oh, information oh, about oh, what people what people are saying about Malik, you know, honestly, not just like the good stuff, you know, like what, um, you know, what the chatter is from the NFL team side. But what I want to talk about first is just how like comf- confident and comfortable Malik yeah. looked. I mean, I'm sure you guys watched his, his press conference yeah. on Wednesday. He just had this, because every single time you heard or, or interviewed Malik here at Liberty, I, I felt like we weren't getting any of those good nuggets. But up there, or down there rather, at, at Mobile, he was just comfortable in his own skin. And you could it just seemed like a different Malik of how he was handling himself. Not like he was bad here, but it just looked like a different level of confidence down there. Yeah, it seemed very poised behind the mic. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. And then the line he had where, I believe I'm the best and I want them to Love see it, or it. something yeah, to that yeah. effect, I was like, okay, like yeah. I, I like this yeah. guy now. What's going on here? And yet he had a way of saying that, but then still turn around and giving props to other guys, yes, other quarterbacks there. So <laughs> like, humble. And that's why it's so easy to like him because you see the confidence, mm-hmm. but it's not a cockiness. And you see the way he interacts with other guys. Like, I'm sure... The other quarterbacks there and the other guys he interacted with loved him, and and that yeah, means something. For As sure. you're if you're a scout, you're a coach down there watching. You want to see if this is going to be the leader of our franchise. How do people react to him? Mm-hmm. And people are drawn to him. Just his personality, his quiet confidence, the way he he kind of treats other people and props them up. 
Like, like that goes a long way with these people who are looking for a leader. And I think the fact, too, that he was voted best quarterback yeah. by the defensive side of things, mm-hmm. I think that plays a part, too, because if you're a jerk, you know, there's going to be right. personal bias against you. The fact that he's such a nice guy, I think, plays right into what you just said. Yeah, so they get the Lions, the Detroit Lions playbook, like a couple days before practice starts on Tuesday. So you're la- learning not only a different playbook, but a completely different level of football. Right. And, and terminology yeah. and everything, yeah. Which which is going to take some time. On top of that, you're playing with a bunch of guys you've never played yeah. for so or played with. So I think that... This is still so early in the draft process. We're talking early February. So this is still really early in um, the scouting process of who is going to end up QB one. But this like I I think that that the scouts and and fans and media need to remember that this is early where in that first practice they mentioned Malik made the five best throws out of any quarterback, but he also made the five worst. So you're, you're, you're taking that into consideration that they're still learning this. Well, and that's why, too, don't read so much into the game. The game is the least important thing oh, yeah. here. It's yeah. the week leading up to it that's more important because, like you mentioned, you're learning a playbook. You hope that receiver that you expect to be at one spot on the field, he learned the playbook or else, you know, that <laughs> yeah. doesn't work. You hope, you know, all of those things. So it's the week leading up to it where they get to see your raw talent. They get to see your skills and control different drills. Like, that's where you really get to shine because I don't think anyone totally expects you to grasp and everyone to grasp the playbook just like that and go out there. Football, like you can do that a lot of games. Like like baseball, you can have an all-star game. And that's why I think, you know, Major League Baseball, yeah. all-star game is the closest all-star game to real competition, mm-hmm. right? Because it's – who cares about your teammates? Baseball right. is kind of a one-on-one yeah. game, you know? Football is probably the hardest. Yeah. And we saw the Pro Bowl. Like it was a disaster. Like nobody – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like – because so many pieces have to work together. So you don't really worry about the game as much. And he did fine. I mean, he's two of four, 11 yards throwing. He showed those those legs. wheels. Showed four rushes, legs. 54 yards. He did throw away two passes, two incompletions. So that was nice. We mm-hmm. didn't see a lot of that this past year. <laughs> but, like, that's why, like, don't, for, don't worry about the game. It's that week leading up to it where they're really honing in and these coaching staffs are really trying to see what is he about. And he did everything he needed to do and, and showed them. And, you know, what he can become hopefully at the next level. Yeah, and to prove how much the game doesn't matter, all of the NFL teams and scouts, for the most part, you should have seen the airport yeah. <laughs> on Mobile at Mobile on uh, on that Friday because everyone just does all the work Tuesday through Friday and then they're they're out of there and know that they can watch the game because again, the game isn't that big of a um big of an issue. So here's what one NFL team. Yeah, give us team, a scoop. Oh, yeah. Give us a scoop, Emma. Tell us what Mike Tomlin said. No, it actually isn't <laughs> the Steelers, but the, this person did mention how much the Steelers are interested. That, well, um, that's what was one tweet that was like, well, first, Jim Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, yeah. put out the tweet with just a picture of Mike Tomlin and Malik Willis. And oh, somebody yeah. was like, it's the worst kept secret at the Senior Bowl. The Steelers are in love with this guy. Yeah. So wait, I'm looking up right now. Is it 16? What's their draft pick? Uh... Man, I should keep talking. We'll yeah, look. look up that. I, I think it's like it, between that 16 and 22 mark, which, you know, when you listen to the hype you have to move around up. there, I feel like they might have to move up. Um, I will mention and I'm not this is not me purposely being a teaser 20th Steelers are the 20th okay. 20th like, yeah, so what a up. good what a good draft for Malik Willis to be in. Right. Let's talk about that for a minute, right. because this is not a knock on Malik whatsoever, but this is. I mean, we're comparing it to like last year, let's say, mm-hmm. for quarterbacks, right? 
Malik Willis is in the best draft that he could possibly sure. be in for because I'm I'm not really sure if he would be arguably QB one in you know other drafts whether that be last year or, or prior years. So I am happy for Malik that he's in this draft class, and you know there are there is that need for quarterbacks for a list of teams. So it will be really interesting. He mentioned that he he spoke with the Saints. The Saints don't even have a head coach right now. Right. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's going to be interesting of what happens there. Um, a lot of scouts and, and uh, media members talking about the Falcons, you know, that that Malik seems like a guy that has his head, has his head um, on his shoulders, right, that he could, he could come in under Matt Ryan and eventually – lead this team that is kind of his hometown team, right. right? Like not a lot of guys can do that, but I feel like Malik would have um the poise and, and the And they pick at eight. They pick at eight. Yeah. But they're, you know, I spoke with one of their um sports talk radio guys there and they have such a huge need for linemen. So mm. I don't know if they're going to you know, if they don't get him at eight, they're not going to get him. Right. You know, so it's it is so interesting, interesting because you hear obviously what's was cool, and you turn in a lot of really good reports from from Mobile is seeing the response to those and all the different fan bases. A lot of Panthers fans oh, because yeah. there's that connection to Cam Newton, right? Mm-hmm. The Auburn connection. There was the article the Panthers put out about his relationship with Cam. Yeah, and so a lot of people being like, "Bring him here, the next Cam. We want him." You know, they pick at six. Then you get you know Falcons at eight. Broncos at nine need a quarterback, Washington at 11, and you kind of work your way down from there. But yeah, that's the interesting thing is does someone, is someone like, man, we like the Steelers, we can't wait to 20. Mm-mm. And we're worried about, say, the Broncos at nine. We got to go make a move. And suddenly he's going top 10 because they trade up to, you know, to grab him. That's what's going to be really fun here. You know, yeah, it's seeing who loves sure. him enough that maybe they make a big move to go get him. And then, the question is, if you make a move like that, do you have the patience to sit him for a year and let him learn? Like we, I always think about like Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs traded up, got him at the tenth pick, but they had the patience to wait a year yeah. and and let let him you know sit there behind Alex Smith. Will someone else be able to do that with Malik Willis? Because usually, if you jump up and you spend you yeah. know the, the draft capital or whatever to go get him, your owner's like, yeah, I want to see this guy like now. Yeah, but I hope that he goes to a team where. They understand the Patrick Mahomes route, right? Because when you look at, and I I haven't done enough research, I actually wanted to look into this more this week. Um, When you have a guy just start, let's go with Sam Darnold with the Jets. I mean, they mic'd him up one game and he's sitting on the sideline saying he sees ghosts. You know, that could really affect a guy's confidence. And I think... You know, the thing that Todd McShay told me is at least Malik has his legs and that athleticism right. where a lot of other um, not as mobile quarterbacks yeah. that just try to make that jump without sitting behind a veteran guy for a year. You know, they they get into a little bit more trouble than a guy like Malik who can avoid those defenders. But I just think that it could be so helpful for Malik to learn an offense and, and you know, go through that pre- that um, that process of learning behind a veteran guy instead of just throwing him in there. You know, again, this is very early in the process. His stock is really high right now. It could it could kind of be like a little bit of a roller coaster when we get to the combine. Like, you know, this was a lot of scout interviews and owners. And yes, you had Mike Tomlin and some coaches there, but really not so much. You're going to have those those interviews at the combine with the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the quarterbacks coach, and they're going to sign off on the on the guy, right? Mm-hmm. So so that's going to be really important. Um, almost like you could see Malik out there now, and I obviously he handled the interviews 
from the teams that I talked to very well. But you could tell that this was fun for him. I mean, he was like out there dancing and like being himself out at practice and stuff like that. So I think that it's just, you know, once we get to the combine, it'll be a little bit more serious in terms of those interviews and and kind of taking it to the next level. The person that I talked to from an NFL team said, no doubt, no question, most upside of any quarterback at the Senior Bowl. Okay. Yeah, I believe it. So um, really like him. Personality's great. Humble. Um, but again, the, it, this is early in the process, and they really emphasize that. Some of the um, things that they mentioned that Malik needs to work on is his ball placement issues, and he held on to the ball a little bit too long at times. Which we said that. I mean, that was, that was just trying yeah. to make a play right. and, and you know be a superstar. Which This is before yeah. the game. Yeah. Right. No, this, no, no. I mean, throughout his collegiate career. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but so th- those were the two things. And, and then just, um, oh, man, now I lost my my train of thought. But, um, oh, footwork. You know, yeah. footwork's just going to improve. And that's something that his quarterback's coach down in Atlanta, Sean McAvoy, told me that they are really, really focusing in on. So, um, again, they're, the thing is, is uh, it, hopefully he goes to a team that doesn't need him right now because having that upside in the ceiling is so important. Um for for some of these teams, obviously. Well, and, and it's that like, can wait. and we may have even mentioned it last week, but you watch the NFL playoffs, and you see the guys that are like Malik in terms of just freaky skills, right? A uh, Josh Allen, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, you Matthew Stafford, guys like that. That you're like, that's what you need to win. If you're going to beat these guys and then look at the next, you know, set of young quarterback, you're Justin Herberts and people like that that are on the come up. Like, if you're going to beat those guys. You have to have a guy like that. Like Jimmy G, no offense. Like <laughs> you have true. to have a lot go right yeah. to win a Super Bowl with a guy like that. I mean, didn't Patrick Mahomes have more passing yards in the last two minutes of his game than Jimmy G did right. in his entire game? So having said that, that's why, yeah, you're so enamored with that upside. And you say, if we can just get him in and coach him up, which every coach thinks they can, mm-hmm. like like that's what you're going to lean towards over a quarterback that may be more polished right now coming out of college but doesn't have that upside, doesn't have that unique athletic ability that Malik has. I mean, we saw him on that 27-yard run at the end of the first quarter in the Senior Bowl. He was making – these are the best defenders in college football, many of them. He was making them look just like he made every other guy look that he played against, you know, during his Liberty time, just shedding tackles left and right. Like he took off on that run, and one of the one of the analysts is like, "Oh, what's he doing?" Like, you know, because the end of the quarter is kind of like the end of the half. There, they have unique rules in the Senior Bowl. Like, whoa, what's he doing here? Like, he's got a long way to go, and it's like, whoa, he might, and he almost made it. Like, if he got a little bit yeah. better block from a receiver at the end, he might have. So, like. I think because of that and because of just looking around the league at these young quarterbacks that are super, super talented, it's all about upside right now. Like, it's all about upside, and that will certainly drive him. I think legitimately, I think he's going to go top 10. No, I think you're right there, too. I was laughing at the end of that run. The guy said it was a miracle that he made it the far. You kind of, for us that have seen him through his two years at Liberty, you're like, yeah, we've seen a lot of miracles. Yeah, Yeah. right. Like, it's just crazy, but yeah. Top 10. Okay, so. I asked if you haven't checked out my interview with Todd McShay, go over to Liberty Football Twitter and you can catch that. But it was interesting, you know, what we talked about with the um, the different teams that he could go to. And, and he, uh, Todd McShay even mentioned Denver, I believe, yeah, but they, not knowing yeah. Aaron Rodgers situation going there. Um, but I, I just something that Malik said, you know, when we were just talking, walking around that there's like a radio row, kind of like Super Bowl where a bunch of 
different radio stations from all across the country, you know, because they might be getting this place right. or they have all these interviews. And it was so cool to hear because I was like, you know, Malik, where do you want to go? Like off yeah. the record. And, um, and now you're going to share that. No, he didn't. The- no, he didn't say <laughs> that. But he was just like, we were just having a conversation yeah. about like and just that that unease feeling of not knowing where you're going to live. Sure. Right. Come April 28th. And um, he was just like, you know, I had some. Uh, prayer time last night, and I just had a conversation with God, and I know and I feel confident that He's going to put me wherever He wants me, and yeah. He He's going mm-hmm. to be with. It was just the cool, like I have chills right now, like and I did when you told me. He's like, I just feel comfortable and confident that God's going to put me in a situation that where He wants me and needs me to be, and and I'll I'll be fine, yeah. you know. So and it was funny. I don't know if you heard his interview. Again, he spoke so well, like on all of his interviews. Um, but when he was on the sideline yeah, for the NFL awesome. Network, it was so funny because the reporter goes, oh, okay, so you want to go play somewhere where it's like really bad weather? And he goes, didn't say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Never said that. Yeah. So you can see his personality um, like really shine throughout the week. Well, that not only that, but just in that same interview, th- they're talking to him and he kept referencing his faith. He kept referencing yeah. like, I love being with, I think he was talking about Sam Howell about how like, you know, he loves to talk about God and we, you know, we have that connection and we're using our platform to tell people about God. Like that, again, we go back to it. This is what Liberty has asked for and wanted all these mm-hmm. years. 100%. We, you know, if we could just get a guy that, you know, big time quarterback that, you know, is strong in his faith, like we're seeing it, we're seeing it in front of us. And he, you couldn't ask for a better representative for Liberty, uh, for what this school is about. Like, like to this point, at least like when everything that we see, like he says all the right things. He seems like a great, humble kid. And it's exciting to root for a guy like that oh, wherever yeah. he goes. It'll be hard if he goes to the Broncos. I'll tell you that right now. But <laughs> wherever he goes, I'll at least hope for individual success uh, for Millie because, you know, he's done everything the right way. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, another mention, he will be back here in Lynchburg for quite a bit um, training for the Senior Bowl because he or, can only, or I'm sorry, combine, yeah. tra- training for and pro the, day the and combine, that, yeah. pro day. Pro Which day. pro day, honestly, like we've had a number of pro days, you know, every year yeah. you have, and some have, you know, got, gotten more attention than others. Like, I, I mean, ESPN's going to be here. You yeah, know what I mean? Like true. NFL Network's going to be yeah. here. Like it's going to be like back when, you know, Johnny Manziel was having his pro day and it was, you know, they're running it yeah. live on like, it may be that big of a deal. And yeah. that's super exciting that to get crazy. all those people coming, coming to the mountain yeah, and to see what this place is about and see, you know, the facilities and everything that Liberty has here. I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes around the country when they come in for that. It's going to be great. It's really only helping Hugh Freeze in this no program for the oh, future. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't know this, and I guess I'm, I don't know if this is a dumb uh, admitting this, we'll but tell you. he can only throw to guys who are in the draft Correct. for his pro day. So that's why he mm. told me he's coming a little early to work with those guys and, and start, you know. It's I interesting mean, because I remember back there was a, a kicker here at Liberty uh, that was, you know, trying to get drafted or whatever and had, was pretty good who they couldn't find like a long snapper because you had to have a snapper that was in the draft. draft. So I forget how they found some other guy from another school, or maybe it was even a guy that had played here that hadn't played in a few years that came back just to snap for like, so yeah, that is an interesting thing. You think about that. It's like, Oh yeah, I like it feels, but like, man, I need to find a snapper, you know? So yeah, that, that is interesting. One final thing that I want to say, and then we'll wrap up and talk some uh, flames and lady flames hoops. But our camera guy, Donald, that goes on these trips with us, yeah, okay? Yeah. When we did stuff down in Florida, um, when AGG was training down there, like, 
I'm I'm interviewing these guys all the time, right? And I'm buddy buddy with them. But the level of friendship that I heard happens, you got jealous of his friendship. It's just ridiculous. You know, Donald just one ups me all the time because I'm like thinking, oh yeah, AG and I, like we're BFFs. And then they're, you know, Donald and him are over in the corner taking selfies and just I, it's just ridiculous, wow. right? So then I'm like posting um something on on my Instagram and, and Malik likes it. I tag Malik, whatever, and then Donald's like Malik just followed me on Instagram. Wow. And then now they're buddy buddy and like they're taking selfies over. And, and I call AGG and I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. But all that being said, AGG should be up here training in the next couple of weeks. So we'll try to catch up with him. Oh, we'll yeah. try to nice. either bring him out um, up here on the podcast or try to get Malik. I don't know how how busy he'll be, but um, yeah, should be really, really exciting. Maybe to, we have Donald on the podcast. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, get him on here. It's yeah. just, right. you know, AGG yeah. was extremely jealous. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm like, you know, trying to get them, yeah. you know, a little sour so yeah. then I can <laughs> right. get back in. You yeah. know, AGG, come on the Flame Central podcast. No, I'm like, How you many know, selfies have, do you take with Liberty Athletes, Rhett? Me, I have none. Yeah, I've never taken <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, a selfie with Donald Scott, athlete. you know, yeah. he's on another level. Hey, I've got one question. How many Reese's Pieces did you eat? Zero. Did you we really? Had wow. None. We had. Did none. they have them around? They didn't have them around. Oh, but wow. But you know, I will say Jim Nagy and and Molly Middleton, who who was running the whole thing, it was unbelievable how great they did in terms of it you know seemed, the just weather, the way we co- like it was covered. It seemed like they really like had it figured out. It yeah. it and I mean there were so many wrenches thrown into this because of the weather. Yeah. You know they had to go indoors and then it was only. Um, the media couldn't go on Thursday because of, you know, the rain forecast. So what they did to kind of, um, handle some of those last minute hot mess situations, it, it was, uh, it was really, really run well. So thank you for having us down there. Looking forward to following Malik on his journey, but let's switch gears to Liberty Flames basketball. Another big conference win for the men's side against Eastern Kentucky on the road, Matt. Yeah, so they go on this three-game road trip, three games in a week. They end up sweeping it. So really, really, you know, pleased with the way they played. This was a unique game. We knew Eastern Kentucky, they play really fast. They shoot a ton of threes. And so you see the final score, and you're like, whoa, what what happened here? 91-84. Yeah. Like, you're, Liberty giving up 84? Like, they were giving up like 60 a game. They give up 54 and a half, right? I saw, uh, Rich, yeah. I saw Richie say that. Like, that's in the second super half. rare against yeah. the Flames. Yeah, so Liberty did get a little sloppy, especially down the stretch. 18 turnovers. Eastern Kentucky pressed a, a lot, like most of this game. And so they did, they did cause a few problems there. But Liberty shot the ball really well, 14 threes. You had Keegan McDowell with 19 points. Uh, Darius 21. But here's the thing. And we've said all year long, what's our line, Rhett? Shiloh is the key. Shiloh is the key. And I still believe that. But in conference play, Kyle Rode has been a different dude. Mm -hmm. Like Kyle Rode in this game, his first career double-double, 12 points, 11 rebounds, oh, and seven assists as well. Is he from Kentucky? I did hear that. That's a rumor. Rumor. They they may have mentioned during the game at some point that he was, in fact, from the Bluegrass State. Uh, But look, listen to these numbers. In non-conference play, and remember, on this very show, we said, you know, Kyle Rode, he does all the little things. We need him to do some big things. Mm -hmm. Like, we need him to contribute a little bit more. In non-conference play, five and a half points per game. In A-Sun play, 10.8. Nice. Three rebounds a game in non-conference. He's over six in conference play, and he's up to 4.8 assists per game. That's more like an assist to have more per game in A-Sun play as well. So Crazy. in A-Sun play, he's been more aggressive. He's looked for a shot more, and and he's taken it to another level, which obviously I mean, takes this team to another level because you're needing those guys outside of Darius McGee to step up 
and, and he certainly did. I mean, you had all five starters in double figures against uh, Eastern Kentucky. Now, you're not going to usually play at that pace, but it was kind of fun watching Liberty <laughs> yeah, like like speed it up just a little bit. And because they were shooting it well early on, they kind of got into the flow. And I think that they probably would have slowed it down more if they weren't shooting so well. But it was kind of fun to watch them watch them play that style. They shot almost 60% from the field in the game. Uh, and so it's cool to see them win a game like that. What is your level of concern about the turnovers? Yeah, I mean, slight, a little bit. Okay. And 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 I honestly, to tell you the truth, I texted Naz during this game, and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I would want to play Eastern Kentucky in the ASUN tournament, just because the style they play, yeah. they get hot, you know, on the right night, like they yeah. can beat anybody in this conference. Uh, yeah, the turnovers are a little bit concerning. You've seen teams. Remember after the LSU game, a lot of teams started pressing Liberty a lot because LSU had success doing it. And for the most part, Liberty handled it all right. Mm -hmm. But now seeing the way they struggled a little bit against Eastern Kentucky, I wouldn't be surprised to see people start ramping that back up again. It seems like there's like, and for Darius in particular, which is hard to criticize him, right? He does so many things well. But it seems like he has like two just what the heck turnovers a game where you're like, boy, that just seemed like like he lost focus a little bit there. That was just really a nonchalant play. Like I think they need to tighten that up a little bit. Richie's been concerned at you know times with the turnovers. Uh, the Jacksonville State game, it was an issue. So yeah, slight concern, but I think it's something that that they'll tighten up and 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 they'll be fine. Big game, you know, obviously tomorrow night at home again against Lipscomb. But listen, Jacksonville State dropped a game. You needed them yep. to do that. Yeah. So that number one seed, it's it's in play again. You need them to slip up again against North Florida. Did they just get hot behind the arc? Well, because that and. I didn't- and I can't remember what Jacksonville State finished with, but like it was probably like 12 minutes ago in the game, and they were 0 of 13 from three. Oh wow! So okay. it was like uh, everything was falling against Liberty. Nothing was falling, and North Florida did get they did get hot. Carter Hendricks had out a big game. Gotcha. But but yeah, they suddenly looked very much mortal. Which against Liberty, it was like who in the world is going to beat this team? Yeah. Like Jacksonville pushed them hard. Uh, on Saturday and made it a game. So, yeah, it, this is very much up for grabs in the conference. Yeah, so like you mentioned, Lipscomb tomorrow night, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock at Liberty Arena. Even though Lipscomb is 3-7 and seven in the conference, 10-15 and 15 overall, you know the history between uh, yeah. those two, they'll these play, two they'll teams. They'll play the game of their, their season. I know, I mean, right? You just right? kind Seriously. of expect it's it. It's a sun play, so yeah. Flames Nation definitely going to need you out here to cheer on the Flames. On the women's side, Another victory for them as well. Yeah, girls keep on rolling. Win number 21 on the season uh, against Eastern Kentucky as well. And I think the key is Jordan Bailey. Like, she had 17 points in back-to-back games against Bellarmine and also against Eastern Kentucky. And I was talking to Kelly Deo, who does color uh, with me on the the broadcast, and I said, you know, her – coming out party has really taken away the sting from like Emily Lytle leaving because Emily Lytle was kind of your, your inside outside threat. And not that uh, Bailey, I would say is quite at the same level that Lytle was at when she left, but still she's making that the pain of that loss go away significantly. And she'll come in and just do a plethora of things for this team. That's been great. Smingy continues to produce. It's just hard to, know who to defend on this women's team. Like D Brown had 14 points. She'd been quiet offensively as of late, almost had a double double. I think she had nine rebounds. So, uh, super, super close to another great game for, for D and and it was a great game, you know, super close to double double. So I'm trying to say, and yeah, this team just continues to roll and their defense. I mean, they had, you know, uh, Bellarmine to 52 Eastern Kentucky to 55. 
So that that travels. You know, that oh, show, that's sure. showing up no matter who offensively yeah. gets going. That defense seems to be that one constant for them as well, which yeah. is what we've seen out of the, on the men's side yeah. for these years. Like even nights where they aren't scoring it well, the defense is going to give them a chance. Mm-hmm. And and it's certainly doing that. Now they come home for one, and then that's a tough road trip. They go down and they play Jacksonville and North Florida on the road. That mm. historically has been a, a tough go for them. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a tough go this year. But this, again, what Matt was saying, the defense of this group, if they came back and they were 2-0 and on the road trip, wouldn't surprise me one bit just the way they were able to clamp things down defensively. Yeah, FGCU still perfect in conference play. Um, and they have lost Bell, which is, yeah, you know, they're, like they're still a great team without her. But Easily that, the best player in the conference. Oh, like, easily, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the best, like the what she does for that team, she's easily the MVP of the A-Sun. And I think she had a string of 11 straight weeks as – a some player of the week. That's stupid. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> That's just ridiculous. We um, have a piece on Bridget Redstat on the Liberty women's basketball page. Yeah. It's really cool to see what played into her decision to return for her fifth year for that COVID year and, and just how much and why this team has come together and um, been such a unit and mm-hmm. had so much success this season. So be sure to check that out. Yeah. And I want to tease one other thing too, before we go this week uh, on our show, we have a piece basically on the Richie McKay era since he oh, came yeah. back Ooh, to Liberty I see that. and kind of walking through the, the rebirth of this program, if you will, from where they were when he got here, which <laughs> was not good to where he's taken them over the years and kind of his heart behind uh how he's guided this program yeah. during that time. So be on the lookout for that. Cause uh, obviously anytime you can hear coach McKay and kind of his vision and what he's trying to do, like it's pretty impressive. Any other quick notes before yeah. we go? I'm going to say one thing. I don't hockey. Yeah. This is a hockey thing and it's not even, they lost both games against Minot state. It was the top three matchup in the ACHA, both close games. So I'm going to throw that out the window, but it was star Wars weekend. And I think it was, I'm not sure who created the videos, but oh, it was I, like, I saw the one did, pre like, Okay. Video leading up to it. The ones in between the periods yeah. were terrific. Yeah. Like I give them A pluses all across the board in creativity. I give the Liberty <laughs> yeah. players A pluses in their acting skills. Oh, wow. Like it was really well done. I'm going to go f- dig them out and find them and watch them somewhere. I, you can't <laughs> post them online because you get yeah, in trouble, right. but man, they were excellent. Only note I have is last night we were driving to look at a farm outside of the city and Stanley jumped out of the window and chased a cow. He's not. How a, he's, fast he's not, were you he's not a farm dog. He jumped. Out, I'm like, he's not going to jump out the window. Just leave the window down. He jumped out of the window. And I mean, it was a mama with a calf. And I'm like, oh, City my gosh, dog. this is going to be the first yeah. and last time Stanley, yeah. you know, goes and greets a cow. But anything on the personal side, funny stories. How are the chicks? Chickity chick. No, they're good. Good. They're good. Doing right. fine. We're all good. All right. That's all we have for this week's show. We'll keep you up to date on anything Malik Willis and then look forward to more men's and women's hoops talk next week. Thanks so much for joining us.